Welcome to the Ramble Room. This is a very special edition. I hope you enjoy it. What we've got here is successful communication. I just got back from Casper where we had an event down there sponsored by Liberty's Place for You. And we had a number of speakers there. And I've chosen some highlights from 15 of those speakers and I just wanted to share with you a little touch of what was there and encourage you that when an event like this shows up around your town, that you come out and hear what these speakers have to say. It is a, a fun time, not only hearing the, the speeches, uh, this particular one featured music and a bouncy house for the kids and some other things. Uh, that said, you'll hear in the background a, a lot of noise You'll hear uh, the kids playing and things like that. That was just the atmosphere that was here. This was recorded not directly from the soundboard, so I apologize for sound issues. But I think you will enjoy some of these highlights of what many of our state legislators and other prominent folks had to say, and I hope that you will enjoy this. It begins with my friend Representative Bill Alamond out of Midwest, and the, he introduces the second speaker, and rather than interrupt the flow, I just thought I'd stick that in there because Bill, Bill's introduction was great. I know you guys will love it. What is liberty? What is liberty to you? Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines it like this, the quality of state of being free the power to do as one pleases, the freedom of arbitrary control, freedom from physical restraint, positive enjoyment of various social, political, or economic rights and privileges, the power of choice. But yet, as I look back and think about it, my father had a better definition. He said, it is whatever you're big enough to do without walking on the liberty of others. So our first speaker is a hero to freedom in the state of Wyoming. So let me introduce him. High above all other Wyoming state media, firmly ensconced behind the silver cowboy state politics microphone, coming to you from the base of the beautiful Casper Mountains, Mr. David Iverson. Give him a hand, please. Finally, and I'll end on this, liberty is in action. It's one thing if you, if you believe in something, you believe in rights in the Constitution, and you have faith that our leaders will do the right thing, but if you don't do anything about it, if you just go to the polling location, fill in your little circle, and then leave, honestly, it's kind of meaningless. So that's why I say that liberty is, is in action. It requires you to act. And if you're worried about what's happening in our state and in our country, then it's time for you to get off your dead butt and go do something. The next speaker was Frank Ethorn. Frank is the chairman of the Wyoming GOP. My brand, and I hope your brand, I know that the officers of the Wyoming Republican Party are dedicated to the brand of the platform. That is the timeless principles that our founding fathers put in place, enshrined in the Constitution, 
and it is who the majority of your state party and a majority of your county Republican parties stand for, defend, and fight for every day of the year. Secretary of State Chuck Gray, whom I'm proud to call a friend, never, never stops. This man is a dynamo. He is constantly working. And I think that helped to give momentum to the bill. We were able to bring it to the committee unanimously. And I want to thank the Corporations Committee. That's a unanimous Corporations Committee bill. Even though it failed twice in the legislature, we've got a lot of momentum on the election integrity side. In the meantime, I don't know if you saw this. I sent a letter to the New Hampshire Secretary of State this week. This outrageous attempt to remove Donald Trump, President Trump, from the ballot on 14th Amendment grounds, which is picking up steam. I know we thought that this could never happen in our country, but they want some, some Secretary of State out there in a liberal state, and unfortunately a lot of the swing states do have liberal Secretary of States, to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. I sent a letter to the New Hampshire Secretary of State saying that this is outrageous, it's un-American, and the main thing is, Donald Trump did not engage in an insurrection or rebellion, period. It's an outrageous argument. And I'm not afraid to speak up on that. State Treasurer Kurt Meyer, the man I've grown to admire, Kurt does a very good job doing precisely what he's asked to do. Well, thanks. It's, it's a great to be here in Casper today. I'll, I'll give you a little clip notes on the money when I got in. We had right at 19 million, of uh, 19 billion. Now we're at 20, uh, almost 27 billion. So uh, we've been making a little bit of money, and the legislature has been spending quite a little bit of what we we made. Uh, we're responsible for roughly 30 percent of the funds that are spent uh, every year in the state of Wyoming on, on government. Donna Rice of Casper is the secretary of the Wyoming GOP. And she's a gal that I've really come to admire. I've got some things I need to do, but I want to encourage each and every one of you today to find what God has put in your hands to do in the name of liberty and freedom. If it's running for office, do it. If it's helping a campaign, do it. If it's praying for our electeds, do it. If it's walking and knocking doors, do it. Do something. You've heard that theme starting to repeat. So live free, Wyoming, please. I'm also quite proud to call John Bear a friend. John is the leader of the Wyoming Freedom Caucus, and he's the second half of a show that I have the honor of producing on occasion, the Chip and Bear Show. Here's John Bear. So a couple of things as to why we should love this country. Number one, we're, we're the most generous people in all of world history. Americans give to the tune of $300 billion a year in charity. $300 billion a year. That's 1.44% of our GDP. The next country is way, way behind us, and that's New Zealand. They give 0.79% of theirs. And America, our GDP is 104 times the size of New Zealand's. So the sheer volume of help we give to charity is amazing. And it has been since the beginning of this country. Senator Troy McEwen from over in Gillette is one of the driest 
senses of humor that I've ever met. I, again, like all of these folks, frankly, I've come to admire Troy, and I hope you'll enjoy his remarks. Uh, I'm going to try to be brief, so I'll start out with, it was the worst of times, it was the best of times. In about three hours, I'll be done. Hopefully you like the book. I think we call it COVID 2.0. I'm pushing all the small businesses in my community, and I'm going to push the ones in your community. Don't shut down. The, the bottom line is, there's no law, no law whatsoever that they can do anything to you. They can pass ordinances, and they can do mandates, and might spend a few nights in jail, but they'll drag you into court. And you look at the judge and say, what law did I break? He's got to let you go. The, the government has no business in, in anybody's private business. No business dictating any of it. Chip Nyman, the first half of the Chip and Bear show, and also a friend of mine, is the majority floor leader in the Wyoming House of Representatives. Here's Chip. But we're going to see some things happen this year because this is the budget session. And every piece of legislation that we're going to see is going to require a two-thirds vote to be able to be even introduced into the House or the Senate. And we are so close right now in the House. We have 26 members that are conservatives, consistently conservatives. It's going to require 42 votes to be able to even introduce a piece of legislation. So we're in a situation where we're going to be able to stop bad legislation easily because it will not get the votes. The next speaker is former Johnson County Assessor Cindy Barlow. Now, while I admire her political perspective and she works tirelessly trying to help educate the public, she's also a really good fiddle player. And she and her friend Cece came over to my place a while back, sat down, played the fiddle and the guitar, did some singing. We recorded that, and I hope to, on future episodes, be able to release a little bit of their music. In the meantime, here are comments from Cindy Barlow. An opportunity for on the ballot, you are going to see a constitutional amendment, and they're going to tell you that this is just to change and to take away residential from commercial. And I'm going to warn you guys right now that just like back in 1988 when they changed our Constitution to read what it does today at full market value, it's not going to do anything but increase your property taxes. And we need to encourage each and every person out here today to tell your neighbors and your friends and your relatives that when you see this on our ballot in 2024 to change the Constitution to two classes separating residential and commercial, you want to vote no. Our next speaker is no stranger to you, but frankly, I've never met him. I hope you'll forgive me for giving him a little bit of extra time. First of all, though, there's an introduction by Dan Zabrowski. I hope you'll forgive me if I let this particular speaker go on a little bit, but a little self-aggrandizement, so I've heard, isn't really harmful. Our next speaker hails from the great uh, county of Sheridan, Representative Kim Pendergraft, and I'll tell you, this is a guy that shows no fear towards anybody. The uh, leadership there has to take him to the woodshed every now and then, but he... 
he does it with honor in class. Uh, one quick story. I can't remember the context. Maybe he'll remind me because it, uh, and he used it innocently enough, the term, don't get your panties in a wad. And it sent the insiders into a tither. And I, I happened to be sitting next to Dave Iverson up in the balcony. And me and him were laughing. And then, and then listen to these guys saying they're disgusted with it. And I looked at David and I said, probably because most of those men down there are wearing panties. So anyway, Representative Ken Pendergram. I want you to picture in your mind Scrooge. Picture Scrooge sitting with stacks and stacks of cash around. That's the state of Wyoming. Billions and billions of dollars in assets. And the one of the things they're tasked with is rebuilding the highways. And LIDOT says, you know what, we're about $400 million behind. And without that in the eye, their response is, let's just raise tax. Tony Locke from Casper could not be there. He was off visiting family out of the state. But he came by, and we recorded a little message that I was glad to share with the crowd there. And here's an excerpt from hometown Casper, Wyoming favorite, Tony Locke. We don't know what the future holds, but I do know that with God first, the Wyoming people are strong, resilient, and can weather any storm. Now is the time to come together and unify on our conservative core values and set things right in our state. The power is in each of you, and when we unify, we are unstoppable. We are not a group of men and women who spend a second in fear, accept defeat, or comply with the nonsense imposed by the tyrannical class. Mark Jones, our next speaker, is a friend to this podcast. You've heard of him many times if you're a faithful listener. He is also national director from the Gun Owners of America. We sued Biden two weeks ago in North Dakota because he's he's shutting down gun dealers all across America. Many, and many people don't even realize this. You're not going to have a place to buy a gun if this continues. They instituted a zero tolerance policy for federal firearms licensees and they're revoking licenses for clerical errors. The next speaker is Pepper Ottman. Pepper is a sophomore legislator, and she's a little dynamo, um, lover to death. She also happened to win the rifle raffle at this event, so uh, just know that whenever she's around, she goes pretty well armed. Do we act like we have a strong republic? Is all the money coming from the federal government support a strong republic? No, it does not. We had bills in the legislature that were for the people of Wyoming. And instead, we accepted hundreds of millions of dollars from the federal government so that we had to wear masks. We couldn't protect our children from gender dysphoria and operations and puberty blockers. Education, we, we let in there things that they have no business knowing about, much less learning. And we're doing that all for money. I should also say that Pepper will be one of my next guests. We're working up a show on the 30 by 30 plan. Uh, stay tuned for that. If you pull out your Funkin' Wagnalls and look up Firebrand, you probably won't see a picture of Jeanette, but you should. 
Jeanette Ward, a recent import, she replaced Chuck Gray in his district in Casper. And this gal is great. She's dynamite. I really hope that you enjoy our last speaker, Representative Jeanette Ward. So did you guys know that Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia, all banned vaccine mandates. But not Wyoming. Will the unit party in Wyoming protect us from lockdowns and mandates should they happen again? <laughs> That's right. Prior behavior on their part indicates that they will not. In 2021, while Wyoming was still subject to draconian powers invoked by Governor Gordon under his, quote, emergency declaration, the unit party refused to enact a single piece of legislation to protect we the people from vaccine and mask mandates. The reason? The unit party's addiction to federal funds. One member was transparent enough to argue that Wyoming can't prohibit vaccine mandates because we will lose federal dollars. To the unit party, your freedom comes at a price. <laughs> 